So this is really great because like all of our analytics that we do, mm -hmm. like all of our consumer uh, research studies that we partake in, uh, in our in our research development team, sure, has said what we really need is more nasal from Justin. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're here to deliver that today. Yeah, <laughs> don't you mean? <laughs> Immediately when I saw you, I turned into the basement, and then there's just gallons of of liquid spewing from your body. Yes, and I just had to figure out which which crevice and which liquid it was. Mm. I mean, it was mostly clear. Yeah, it's still clear. I don't think I'm that sick. Usually you can tell how sick you are by like the color of your mucus, which mm -hmm. is a disgusting thing. But mine has been mostly clear, so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's going on? I feel like it's been like a million years since we recorded. It's been like a week and a half. Yeah, it's a lot. It feels sure. long. Sure, feels long. Yeah. Um, I'm obviously sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I went to work today for like an hour and a half and was like. I and sitting at my desk with just like snot uncontrollably running down my face, which is always you know great in public, uh, and just like was kind of like for the benefit of everyone involved, I think I should go home, which is a tough decision because I'm a contractor, and so like if I go home, that's me leaving money on the table. It's like I'm not going to have as big of a, a normal paycheck next week. Mm -hmm. No PTO for me. Uh, that, when I took my SAT, uh, I think I was in the same scenario you are, uh, okay. to where I was just all snotty. So I knew that I wasn't feeling well. Okay. So I made sure that I brought, I prepared and I brought like a pack of all of the little, the little disposable Kleenex packets or whatever. Yeah. Like the little playing deck. I think it has like eight of them in there or something. Uh, whatever so anyway it wasn't enough is the point of my story uh -huh. so i'm i'm snotting and i'm trying to wipe it on my hand and then wipe it on my pants yep throughout the sat and then like i've got a totally uh, uh and completely wet and sodden uh tissue that i keep having to try to figure out how to refold and reuse to mm -hmm. try to continue because it there's not an opportunity i can't get up and go to the bathroom yeah like that's you're just handcuffed completely Basically, and it yeah. was it was miserable because i'm just snotting and then i'm trying to blow my nose just but it's a silent room with 500 people in it and you're blowing your nose mm. and i'm wiping it on my shirt and then i'm grabbing a hold of my shirt and then like turning my shirt sleeve the 360 <laughs> degrees to try to find an area that's not covered and it was it was obviously traumatizing enough that i still remember it yeah um so that's my sat story mm. How did you do in your SATs, by the way? I don't remember the number uh, at all. I remember not being thrilled, but not being embarrassed, so I probably got a B plus or an A minus. Yeah. I, I know that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But that's... I remember I had a number in my head, because this is back in the day, youngins, when the SATs were out of 1,600. That was like the best Is that one. not the way it is anymore? No. Like a couple years after we took it, it like totally changed. I think it's out of 800 now or something. Huh. Or some weird arbitrary number. Not that 1,600 isn't arbitrary. It's some other arbitrary number now. Uh, I think I got... Because it's split into two, right? It used to be math and English, and I think they may have added in science. I'm not certain. We, but, I mean, we had we definitely only had two sections. Yeah, math there was and no English. Science, but I think it was 800 and 800, right? Yes. So I think I got 690 and 700, if that sounds right. 
That's a 1390. That's a really good score. Does that sound right? I don't know. No, I mean, that would be what I would call, like, not great, but an A- minus or a B plus. Yeah. Uh, right? I mean, that was, a, like, a 79%. So, that's like a C. But then again, no, but I don't it's think probably, that's the it's same probably thing. less linear. I think it's totally less linear. I remember whatever I got, Ben got 10 more than me, which is one question. Mm-hmm. And I was pissed so yeah. i think it was like he would have got the 1500 then if i got a 1490 yeah and i was just annoyed 1390 sorry 1490 1590 whatever <laughs> uh i remember i was like because you know you you can take it multiple times or whatever yeah i didn't i and was i not. had a i had a number in my head i was like this is the absolute minimum because i didn't study or anything i didn't do any prep weird right totally not yeah, like me i didn't i didn't either and there was no way i was doing it again uh so i was like here's the absolute minimum number that i will be content with mm-hmm. uh and i got 10 points less than that and i was like eh, good enough yeah <laughs> this never going lower than this uh, we are we bit lower that's fine yeah, yeah, it's, just a tiny, <laughs> it's just a tiny it's basically the same number yeah yeah do you know yours uh yeah okay I, I think I got a twelve ninety. Okay, mine totally could have been twelve ninety. I remember the ninety, and I remember Ben got ten more than me, so I totally could have been twelve ninety if instead of the thirteen ninety that I originally said. Yeah. So. Either way, it doesn't change anything in our history at nope. all. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you went to work today. I did not. Ooh, uh, fancy! Because I'm on vacation, and my kid got his tonsils out today. Oh, that's fun. So we were at the hospital in the morning and went through the surgery thing. Your youngest or your oldest? My youngest. Uh, and he's still, tr- we're just trying to keep him to stop running around because, so let me ask you this. Multi-layered question. First, what do you what do you know about getting your tonsils out? Meaning, what, is it a big deal? What's the recovery time, et cetera? I mean, I know that tonsils are like your neck lymph nodes. Okay. Uh and like it seems pretty routine, mm-hmm. so like I don't think it would take that long okay. to recover. Um, so when we first heard that, I was like, okay, well, I know that it's not a big deal at all. It's obviously routine. I know that they that you just get a bunch of ice cream and a bunch of popsicles and shit. Sure, it's not going to be a big deal at all. Fred Flintstone push up pops. Yes. So I knew that. So we're talking to the doctor and he's like, the procedure's 20 minutes, blah, blah, blah. But you're going to have seven to 10 days of hell because it is incredibly rough to heal and he's going to be in pain, especially from day three to 10. And I was like, the whole time I'm like, what the fuck changed? That doesn't make any sense because I remember when I was little, they were flirting about taking my tonsils out Mm -hmm. and it wasn't the case then. And like we went to school, you know, between kindergarten and eighth grade or whatever when most people get their tonsils out people would talk about it and they're like oh i'm gonna get them out doctor said it's not gonna be a big deal i was like what changed is it harder to get the tonsils out now that doesn't make any sense surgeries get easier right and i realized it's because that's the shit that got fed to kids so my knowledge of a tonsillectomy (laughs) was what was fed to children right so Mm -hmm. it's the sugar-coated version the same thing we're telling my five-year-old like oh 
we're not telling him that there's one out of 50 people have to go in and put them back under and recauterize because they start bleeding like crazy. Yeah. We don't tell, <laughs> we're not Obviously. telling my five-year-old that, right? So if he was a little older and he would tell his friends about what's going on, he, that's how we were getting, we were getting filtered information. And I took that filtered information from a child mm -hmm. and turned that into adult facts. Yeah. Like Santa Claus is real, <laughs> says the 34 year old man, exactly. because I was told that. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, same thing. it was, it was very confusing because I knew this thing was a fact. Like I knew tonsils are not a big deal and he'll be up on his feet in a day or two. But that's just not true because I was li I, I was holding on to that tooth fairy myth. I don't I don't think I knew anybody who had their tonsils out. Yeah. So. So yeah, it's uh, I just took the whole week of work off just to kind of be a dad. So hopefully I don't choke him to death <laughs> because. Just pull it, a sounds, Simpson. it sounds like that's my dad and his thing. That's not a joke. Like my dad does the choke thing with him and mm. he, <laughs> so, so my five-year-old's like, grandpa, choke me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's my week. Some therapy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my week is just going to be hanging out with him, which is a great excuse. The doctor's like, I don't want him doing jack shit. So it's a great excuse. Like we watched Ace Ventura today. Nice. Which, of course, is a five-year-old. He loved it. Yeah. Did you watch the opening to East Ventura? Yeah. What? Oh, with the blowjob? Yeah. He was like, what is she doing? And I was like, she's spinning him around. Yeah. Because, I mean, they don't show anything. I, had no, I saw that movie probably 20 times. I had no idea, what was, no idea what was going Zero. on. I had no idea what was going on. I still didn't understand the climax. Because I didn't remember. She's like, uh, uh, either those are the worst hemorrhoids ever, or this is a man. So I, and I did, I thought... I understood that she was a man and she got a boob job. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I didn't know what a hemorrhoid was. So I thought the surgery was they took her penis and testicles and put it on her butt and like flipped her around backwards. I think I thought that too at, at the <laughs> beginning. Yeah. That sounds, that, that logic sounds familiar. <laughs> I may have thought the same thing. So that's definitely a movie. Had I not been watching it through nostalgic eyes, I would be like, this is a piece of garbage. Oh, I see a theme for the episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the theme for the episode, uh, like when we get to John dies at the end, is I have, I watched this, I had watched this even before I gave him to you. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm struggling to come up with stuff, so I'll, I'll come with other stuff. You have to come with John Dies at the End stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I also, this past week, since I've seen you, I had the talk with my son that I kept saying I was going to. Okay. Uh, and it went fine, and it hasn't become a thing at all. Um, and I feel good about it. So like my wife had bought him a book and we kind of just walked through the book and it was like stuff that I didn't think I was going to get into really like jerking off. All right. Uh, and it's all there. So there was that moment where I was like, so if you want to do this, you need to make sure you're in your room. What about in the bathroom, dad? Can I do it in the bathroom? <laughs> That's fine. You could do it in the bathroom <laughs> or in your room. Okay. <laughs> like. Um, but it was good because really what I want to do is I really want to try to be at the forefront of this. So he's hearing it from me. Right. Uh, and I think we've talked about this before by no means I had a good, I had a good relationship with my parents. I still have a good relationship with one of them. Um, but 
You know what I mean? Uh, I didn't want to try not to laugh in your face about your dead mother. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know how to phrase that, but anyway. Yeah. Um, but that was definitely something that was just, it wasn't, I don't want to say off the table in like a, uh, a religious fundamentalist way. It's just right. the same thing that you, we've talked about, like with yeah. your grandparents where you're watching and, and I don't want to be, I've also have friends that like go to like porn shops with their parents. I don't want that no. level of comfortable, but Hi- I want the hippie parents. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah. No, no, no. I want a degree. I want somewhere in the middle there where they can right. watch a sex comedy with me and laugh at it. Uh, but I also don't want them to tell me about their sex lives, but I want them if they have a problem about their sex life to be, able, you know what I mean? Right. I want them to talk to me. You don't want the high fives. I don't want a high you, five. You'll be there if they need to talk. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the middle ground that I want to try to establish. So. That's good. Um, yeah, and I'm glad that it came from me rather than the other. But I, but I, you know, like all of these books are telling us you need to start doing it. You need to start doing it. Uh, and I had a, have a friend whose son, he looked at his tablet. He's the same age as my son. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you this? I Probably, but. Uh, and he, they looked at it and they found uh, what the son had had googled and i came i knew this all right if this was a round of family feud uh-huh. i would have fucking brought home the money for my family okay <laughs> so survey says what did a nine-year-old google that is obviously relevant to this conversation uh boobies close see this is why i would have beat you oh okay go for it booba Boob. One boob. Okay. <laughs> Just boob. <laughs> I love that. I love so much that it's singular. <laughs> That's the. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. good. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling okay about it. Uh, I did feel a little like I stole his innocence because at the beginning I was like, "Do you know about? Do you know what sex is?" And he said, yeah, I, I think so. I know a little bit. And I was like, okay, well, let's talk about it. And I was like, all right. So we talked for 20 minutes, half hour. All right, well, what did you what did you know about sex? Well, I knew one sex was man and one sex was woman. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, he was so far away from it. He was so far away. And I just, oh, he was, he was so far away. Like, I probably could have put it off a little bit if that's yeah. what he knew. <laughs> um, so... Yeah. yeah, kids. It's it's I don't know. I don't think I'm I'm not ready for that. I'm glad I don't have kids because I'm. I don't know that I 34 year old me is. Like I I have a hard time talking about sex like. With like friends. Yeah. Like I have I have friends that are like a lot more dude broish, and it just seems like awkward. I don't know. Yeah, I've never gotten to the dude bro thing at all. Yeah. Nope. No dude it's bro. It's like, yeah, the, that woman is attractive. Uh-huh. Can we talk about <laughs> something else now? Uh, speaking of talking about something else. Uh-huh. Phantasm. Phantasm. Uh, synopsis. Uh, Phantasm is about... Two brothers. <laughs> I want you to write this some... as if you were writing the back of the DVD. Okay. Phantasm is the story of Michael and his older brother Jody. Mm-hmm. 
who... Wait, you said brother Jody? Yes. Oh, okay, that's weird. Go ahead. His brother, I'm sorry, his brother Jody Jr., <laughs> whose father enjoyed his name Ju- Jody so much that he bestowed it on his firstborn. Uh, it's like Boy Named Sue. Do you know Boy Named Sue? Yeah. Uh, do you know Swingers? Remember how he, there's a guy named Sue based off of that Swingers? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, who at <laughs> a funeral discover a weird, creepy guy. <laughs> so they break into his house. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he's a weird, creepy outer space guy. Okay. <laughs> sure. Overall thoughts on Phantasm. Uh, okay. So, two things like from pop culture that I know about Phantasm. Shiny sharp ball. Mm-hmm. Tall man. Okay. Uh, both of those are in. Both of those are in it. Right. What I was, was not told is that the ball is meaningless mm-hmm. because it's in it for about 12 seconds. Mm-hmm. And the movie is complete trash. <laughs> it seems Just, a little harsh. Okay. <laughs> Half of this movie is told in like 7 to 12 second scenes. Like something will happen at a location. And then they will cut to a new location with the new characters who have one line of dialogue. And then they will cut to a completely new conversation with new characters in a new location. Or a music scene. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> or randomly. Which is honestly the best scene in that movie. Is balding David Keckner's father gets out of an ice cream truck. Balding David Keckner's father. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> gets out of an ice cream truck. Uh, <laughs> and walks up on his friend who is sitting there playing guitar. And just starts playing guitar with there them. There is not a greeting. It is awesome. Yes. Like, it is like, like a music video, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, which, to be fair, they go to the bridge way too early. And uh, I could have I used a little more verse chorus first there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if nothing else, to take away part, other parts of the movie. We really should have got Tom Karosik on here. He yeah. should have just like made that a Karosik song. Like, Take that song. <laughs> And turn it into a Karosik song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Marianne watched, I don't know, maybe she came in about 20 minutes in. And she has this theory that uh, all movies from the 70s are bad because they're all really fucked up and weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, this completely confirmed that for her. <laughs> Uh, it makes no sense. Zero. Uh, I don't... How are there five of these? How did this become a classic? How did this win awards for, like, Best Horror Movie, 1979, 1980? Like, how was that a thing that happened? Uh, the the My favorite thing about Phantasm is that you could ascribe any theory to Phantasm and you can make it work. Like, you can have any fan theory about anything it's like the bible sure (laughs) whatever whatever interpretation you need to justify your beliefs yes that's it's in there it is absolutely Uh (laughs) 
six foot men turn into three foot two inch dwarves mm-hmm. in hooded robes. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. And kind of look like Jawas. Yeah. I got the I, right creature. Did yes, I you get did. the right? You yes. Did. I shouted, um, <laughs> at the screen more than once. <laughs> All right. Let's start off a little bit more linear, okay? Okay. Let's start off at the beginning. Okay. Uh, first thing you see in this movie. Mm hmm. Are uh, people having sex? Mm-hmm. You, well, all you see is the legs, right? So yes. there's a tombstone, uh-huh. and you see their legs, mm-hmm. and you see man legs on the bottom. I have a feeling we're going to and we need woman to talk legs about on top, uh-huh. and they are both stretched out. They are completely stretched out, yep. facing one another. Uh-huh. So they are definitely in in uh, uh, like penetration, right? right. The penetration would but be like happening. missionary with her on top, groin to groin. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and then cut to her riding him vertically. Yes. Which means either, A, he's a bad filmmaker, Mm -hmm. or B, she has a weird snake person body. I was going to say she's half snake, so you and I are right on the same (laughs) wavelength right now. (laughs) The whole time I'm watching that, I'm like... People are geo. You can be geologically confused about a scene. I'm like biologically confused about this scene. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't figure out how oh, this whole movie is geologically, <laughs> ge- geographically confusing. <laughs> but this one in particular is geographic body wise. Now, to be fair, spoiler: the very end of the movie justifies anything you want to do with this movie. So she could totally be a snake woman. But she's the tall man. Which could, is yes. Are you telling me he can morph into an attractive 70-year-old sort of mannish woman, but can't turn into sort of a mannish, attractive okay. snake woman? Okay. Let's say, for the sake of argument, mm-hmm. you were having sex with an attractive female. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. In a graveyard, mm-hmm. for reasons. Okay. You're really into it. Yes. Are you ever going to be so into it that you don't realize that... Well, I'm always concerned the casket lid's going to close on my back of my head. Well, there's no casket. That was a joke that I was having sex with a corpse. You're in a graveyard. Having sex with an attractive woman. Mm-hmm. It's a corpse. Are you ever... <laughs> Go ahead. ...going to be so into it that you don't realize that her hip is broken? I don't think, I think certain, I think your dude both friends wouldn't care. Mm. Would Tommy care? <laughs> seems like Tommy would care. Tommy seems like, uh, what was the guy, what was the uh, American movies buddy? Oh, God. <laughs> the, the, the lottery ticket guy? Mike? Sure. I think it's Mike. I think I just nailed it. I don't remember, but okay. 99% sure it's Mike. Cool. Doesn't he look like Mike from... Yeah. Yeah, that's Mike from American Movie <laughs> is the first kill in Phantasm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's, can we, so 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 we agree there's, it's a snake woman. That's definitely, definitely that's canon. Sure. Okay, so now let's go through the tall man's motivation, okay? Or not, not even necessarily his motivation. Let's talk about, let's not talk about his motor. Let's talk about uh, his modus operandi here. Okay. Okay. So he wants to 
take over and maybe kill this guy in order to turn him into his tiny dwarf, right? Right. So he will do so by posing as an attractive female, human, mm-hmm. lure him away by himself, be in the middle of fornicating with him. With one tit out. And kill him before exposing herself, no pun intended, as the tall man. He doesn't have to have sex with these guys. He is choosing to sleep with them, right? Well, it's the, it's They've the already, best time, right? You're, it's going to be like your most opportune moment. It's when they expect it the least. He's already got them by themselves in the in the thing, right? Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not. He's tall and he's strong. He's not fast. Like, he, oh, they could be making out, and then he grabs the knife, and the guy's like, what's that? Run away. They are in a cemetery. He could completely be like, let me tie you up. This will be fun. Or let me just, like, grind on your cock with my cloaca, my snake cloaca. <laughs> and Did you know snakes have two penises? <laughs> do they? Yeah. I, I felt like iguanas. We, I think snakes do, too. I think all reptiles do. Hmm. I know that snakes have legs and that their back legs are just like teeny tiny little things that help uh, get sperm out or eggs out or something. Mm -hmm. They've turned into sexual organs. Help with reproduction. How big was a dinosaur's penis? They had to have been big, gross things. Like, have you seen a duck's penis? A duck's penis. Dinosaurs have penises? Is a spiral. How would a dinosaur not have a penis they could have just had a hole man i don't know it was a reptile but they turned into birds they didn't turn into to reptiles i don't think they i don't think dinosaurs are reptiles ducks have penises okay you got me there because they got they're they're a spiral birds do no I don't know. I bet you we could find out. <laughs> but instead, let's just keep having this debate. I don't know how we got here. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, my God. Anyway, so uh, you're saying the tall man is, is just I'm saying he wants to do this. I'm not even judging it. I don't even know. The tall man's not human, so you have He's to. Not human, so you can't even put the male female thing. I'm not even talking right. about the male on male deal here. I'm just talking about he has made a decision that he wants to have sex with these dudes, or he has found it to be the most opportune moment, and he do, and sex doesn't really matter to him. Okay, maybe. You're saying that getting into the graveyard alone is opportune enough. Yes, but I'm saying that the most opportune time. Would be get him to the graveyard alone and completely let their guard down. Like right where he's edging? And right. Yeah. Okay, maybe. In, in those final strokes. Sure, that's possible. Um, plus it might be a degree of like the psychology of it too. Like, Could be. Look at me, I'm boning this chick. Oh my God, it's Angus Scrim. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe it taints the meat, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, like you, you, cows can't see other cows. They can't, like think they're in danger that's the thing that i've heard a lot like uh it's it's it tastes better if they're scared right no if they if they're scared they release adrenaline and it taints the meat no i meant like that's a real thing i meant like horror they're like oh i want it to taste oh okay yeah sure 
But that makes sense. Maybe that makes it gamier. Yeah. I could see that. But there's definitely a reason. So we can agree. We might not agree what the reason is, but we agree there's a reason why he's utilizing this as his modus operandi, right? Can we agree about the old psychic lady that she was definitely Ozzy Osbourne? The old psychic lady was definitely... I can completely yeah. see that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you were correct. <laughs> I felt like... I felt like he, as his, the 22-year-old filmmaker or whatever, like wanted to cast Zelda Rubenstein, so he just kind of walked around his hometown like, who could possibly be Zelda Rubenstein right now? You, Ozzy, get over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the Ozzy. Sharon! <laughs> I like the Ozzy thing. Um, I My did... next note here is, what the fuck is fucking happening? Why is every scene 12 seconds long? And then you just repeated that for an hour and 30 minutes. Uh, my next after that is I have no fucking clue what this movie is. <laughs> and then Tommy's a dwarf now. <laughs> and then why the fuck is this happening? <laughs> is thinking... that how doors work? <laughs> and then <laughs> I have one final note, but I will save that one. Uh, you referenced uh, uh, Dave, uh, Reggie Bannister, who's the balding guy. And I was yes. looking at this I was like, holy fuck, is he bald? Like. That is a bald motherfucker. How old is this guy? Oh my god, he's 32 when they were making this movie. It's like the guy who worked for you that you don't remember who was like 16 and looked like Hulk Hogan. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Micropenis Josh is bald, that's why he shaves his head. Mm-hmm. But uh that he that's I completely respect dudes that go with that. Like, he just went with the ponytail with the bald on top, and I'm fine with that. all human, yeah. And I'm fine with that. And I'm, like, especially, like, proud might not be the right word, but I respect that he was 32 and was still like, hell yeah, I'm fucking bald. I'm not going to just shave my head and pretend like that's a choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a good look. It's also allowed him. He's probably 60 now. I could probably do that math, but I'd rather not. Uh, and he looks almost exactly. Uh, if he was 32 in 1978. Yeah. Uh, that would make him 72 now. Okay, so he's 72. Damn near looks exactly the same as he did when he was 32. Like, it's the same thing we've talked about, like Betty White. Like, if you get old real quick and then you just stay that, you yeah. just look exactly the same for a long ass time. Yeah. Instead of trying to stay young for a while. Like, mm-hmm. We were at the hospital, and I saw the news for the first time in fucking years, and I saw, like, our local weatherman, and I was like, oh, my God, what happened to him? And I realized I haven't seen him in 20 years, so it's not exactly fair. Since he came to our school? Uh, The tiny one? I don't remember. I just remember the local weatherman coming to our school. I don't remember. Uh, anyway. Uh, I'm just going to keep saying anyway and uh over and over. That's cool. really good. It's a good episode. It's good. It's glad that you're like, since I'm sick, that you, you know, you're filling in those gaps. It's what I do. Uh, so <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> Fuck. Once you figure, once you figure it out, you can't not point it can't. out. It's, and then it just gets worse and oh, worse. It's bad. So yeah. Jody ends up getting uh, seduced by the tall man as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but Michael ends up stopping it from happening. He distracts him, right? Because... Their parents died two years ago. Yep. So Jody is raising Michael. Yes. But Michael follows him around everywhere he goes because he thinks he's trying to leave him. Yes. 
But he kind and of that's is. That's why everything in this movie happens. But he's also is planning on trying to leave him. Or is he just talking to a friend? He just he, tells that one dude. Yeah. Who, who like hasn't friend? seen him in five years. Yeah. That he's like, oh yeah, I might, you know, just take off. <laughs> I'm still cool. Uh, anyway, point that I wanted to make is, so Jody ends up chasing after Michael, who has to have a giant boner. Like he was just getting, like, oh yeah, I think he might have been in the middle of of intercourse, mm-hmm. and then he's chasing after his little brother, pulling his pants on around his boner, right. trying to chase him. And I think that's they might the, wrestle. That's, that's the suspension of disbelief that I never seem to have in movies. Is like, you're wearing super tight jeans right now. And you like, you just pulled out and pulled on. How is, how is that a thing? I don't know. I don't have answers. His libido's got to be pretty answers. good. Also, in order to get it up in a cemetery. I don't feel like I could do that. He's young. I think 18-year-old you could could get it up in a, in, a, in a cemetery. Maybe. Maybe. Also, I mean, what the hell is this chick saying that she's like, hey, come to this graveyard and we'll fuck? I mean, I guess that could just be it. <laughs> But like, <laughs> I think you. I think if you I just mastered the, it. If I hear that, I don't know that. Uh, I mean, I might think you might be too much for me. <laughs> Again, you're not a very good dude, bro. I'm not. You're... I'm completely not. <laughs> uh, we also get another episode of casual breaking and entering. Uh huh. From a teenage boy, a young teenage boy who, for the first five minutes. Of this person on screen, I could have sworn was a girl. He's pretty effeminate. Yeah. And then the first thing Marianne says when she sits down is, is that a boy or a girl? And I was like, thank you. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have that game. So, yeah, there's another example of super casual breaking and entering. Mm-hmm. The, the, the moments that... So I have... You, you've talked about what your thoughts are in the movie. Yeah. I have like this big love hate with phantasm like the first time i saw it i felt exactly like you like this was nothing this was bullshit then i watched it again and i was like the the iconic moments were enough for me and you you filter through with with dream logic which is code for no fucking logic and we're just going to string together a series of shit yeah okay there's a scene where i think it's jody and michael talking in the daytime mm-hmm. cut to Exterior shot of the house slash mausoleum. Blonde woman who we've never seen before opens up a door full of light. Cut back to shot. Hear screams. Cut to nighttime at a bar. That is every. That is a sequence of events that happens in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you go to the very last scene, and anything you want to do is a hundred percent justified. Like that could be a snake woman. There's no, I'm not zero. saying I'm not saying that within the universe it's weird. Yes. I'm saying okay, we were in a time and place with characters. Now I don't know where we are, who this is or what's happening mm-hmm. and then it's over mm-hmm. before it even began. Yes. And now we're in a new place mm-hmm. with new characters. You're not wrong here <laughs> at all. <laughs> and that happens at least 23 times in the movie. You are correct. I really feel like this would be the movie that I would watch if I ever did acid. Like I should take acid 
and then watch this movie and i feel like the world would open up to me maybe uh speaking of worlds opening up he's an alien <laughs> can we talk about the phantasm ball because yes. it only gets one good scene mm-hmm. where uh, it's a sphere just so you know okay just is a ball not a sphere? so so we're clear i'm telling you the iconography of this movie is it's the sphere okay well it eats a dude's brain and just shoots blood out the back out mm-hmm. its ass mm-hmm. which is fantastic mm-hmm. that was fun and enjoyable and dumb i liked all of that but then like it's on the screen after that and the it, like the climax of the movie it's on the screen for another like six seconds and you're like oh shit that sphere's gonna get him and then there's a melee shotgun to never talked about again. Accurate. <laughs> These are facts. <laughs> but yet you look at this DVD. What's what's the biggest thing on this DVD Sphere! cover? Fear. <laughs> like uh, everything I know about this movie is basically that sphere. Yes. And then also the tall man. Yes. But mostly the sphere. Mm-hmm. The fuck. I also I have not seen Phantasm Five. I'm very anxious to watch it. Uh, because Angus Shr- Scrim, like most people, was shrinking as he got older. So he made Phantasm Five when he was in his 80s because he died when he was like 90 or 91. Mm-hmm. So he was making it in his 80s. I don't know how the tall man could be four foot three. Like, I imagine Angus Scrim being the size of the dwarfs when they're actually making this because he has a cameo in John Dies at the end. Did you realize that he did? No. So they make a phone call to somebody and he's he's on the phone trying to remember what it is so just a voice cameo no no no. he's on screen Mm. regardless uh he shrinks (laughs) all right good thought yes that's my thought okay Uh, so they end up going through these two metal poles, just like bollards, pylons, mm-hmm. and they get transported to the world that the tall man is from, and they're utilizing. Is he from that world? I would assume so. I mean, he's not. How many other worlds are there? Are there more than, than just this world? That's this? the world where he's keeping the slaves. True, true. Okay, so we don't know. Uh, maybe that was a presumption on my part. I yeah. apologize. He could tune which world by touching both poles. I who knows? I assumed his world identity. <laughs> Reggie touched both poles and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So who knows what could happen? <laughs> <laughs> that seemed like it was going to be something significant. Guess what? Not really. <laughs> uh, how much of this? Because you're never going to get a straight answer. How much movie of this movie was actually planned out and what he wanted to do? Or how much of it was like, I just got two poles really cheap. Let's, can I use these silver poles for anything? I mean, uh, okay, he got the aesthetic right. A clean white room with two silver poles in it. I mean, he clogged up with the barrels, which is probably a bit of a mistake. Maybe have a few of those or whatever. But a clean white room with two silver poles, that's pretty weird and menacing. There's just something about sterility that is off-putting. Yes, I agree. That's why I keep my bathroom covered in filth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. I like your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten back to my regular brushing habits. It's just weird. Sweet. Which is the same as your girlfriend's menstruation habits. What? Monthly. 
She has habits. What? Is she is she trying to menstruate? Is she doing it to piss me off? Because <laughs> that'd totally be like her. <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring it up, but yeah, you're right. It's really bothering me too. Um, Can we talk about the ending? Let's talk about the ending. Okay. Let's talk about the first ending. Okay. Where they win. Mm-hmm. And the house goes, biddle, biddle, and then <laughs> smash cut to the other house. Biddle, biddle, biddle. And that's it. Like, you think it's going to blink out of existence or something? No, it just has weird lights and sounds for all of a second and a half. Mm-hmm. And then smash cut back home. That's true. And, and then, then you get you get Michael and Reggie hanging out. Yeah. And then yeah, it turns out it was the all it was all a dream ending. That Jody's uh, Tommy didn't uh, Tommy may have died, but Jody died a week ago or a month ago or something. Yep. Uh and Reggie's been looking after Michael. And is going to continue to look after him. Like how good yeah. of a guy is Reggie yeah. that he's like going to adopt his friend's kid yeah his friend's brother sorry yeah kid who brother he was basically like the father figure for after their parents died yeah that would uh, be it's a big commitment so yeah it turns out there's no such thing as a tall man and then he goes upstairs and there's the tall man yep so what <laughs> <laughs> it's okay the first they go with the it's all don't a dream ask questions ending. that are this obvious first they go with it's it's all a dream ending which is complete bullshit. And then they go for the uh, surprise bad guy gets the good guy sm- mm-hmm. smash the credits ending. Mm-hmm. Both of the terrible endings they put into one. Good job. Good job, Phantasm. <laughs> You're a classic. <laughs> I classic do. for a reason. <laughs> I, I'm not going to pretend that I understand this movie at all and i could make the argument even maybe worse than you as to why i hate it uh but i think it really does come down to like there's a lot of semantic moments in this that are really great and you do just have to kind of separate yourself from it did you say semantic no (laughs) there are a lot of jewish moments uh what can i say my wife uh i told you she's a teacher now right yes uh she's also jewish she's teaching at uh christian school so like day one she showed up and they were like oh you're gonna teach music and she's like i don't know any fucking thing about music okay i guess so she's teaching like jesus loves you songs all day fun then last week she gets there and they're like oh you're teaching spanish today (laughs) and she was like i don't know any spanish no say (laughs) so she actually said ah no habla espanol is what she said and That's then good. so she gets home my son goes to that school she says hey did you tell daddy what we learned at at school today say me amo my son's name and i was like did you say me amo you know it's Mayamo, right and she's like i had no idea and now none of the kids that go to this <laughs> school do either <laughs> at least she got yeah yeah she knew the yamo yeah but she definitely was saying me amo i was nice. like mm-mm <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Phantasm. Mm. Bad movie. Totally in line with the crazy 70s movie. It, it, it's absolutely a crazy 70s movie. Uh, and whether... It, it's so... 
like why did why this movie like i feel like there's a thousand other movies that are exactly like this but this is the one that resonated for whatever reason it's crazy how those things work yeah you can't you can't judge society man it's self-correcting mm-hmm. or something i don't know i think we can means. totally judge our society bro <laughs> like it's <laughs> fucked up i'm high on cold medicine have you uh ready for a bridge Take it to the bridge. So I don't, I'm not a news guy. We've said that before. I never thought that I would Yet care. Yeah, we've spent the last several, politi- uh, last several episodes talking about current events and politics. Yes. Uh, we're going to go a little more TMZ on this one. Okay. I never thought that I would care about news related to this. I never thought that I would broach it on the podcast at all. Mm. Have you heard about the Lindsay Lohan news? Can't say that I have. Holy shit. Okay. So. Enlighten me. Lindsay Lohan is in Russia right now and Instagram live streamed. I might not be using the right terminology here, but she was live on Instagram and showed her going up to a Middle Eastern family that was trying to sleep on the street in Russia. And she offered to buy them a hotel room for the night, not buy an entire hotel, (laughs) right? (laughs) But offered to buy them a room and they were like no thank you probably thinking who is this crazy bitch trying to buy us a room we're scared for our lives no thank you she insists and insists they keep telling her no they're fine she starts getting argumentative and develop and starts speaking in a middle eastern accent and starts getting belligerent to them and yelling at them (laughs) she starts chameleon chameleon yes right back at them yes uh, and starts yelling at them to the point where they get up and leave so it's uh presumably husband wife at least two kids are walking away from this crazy white woman <laughs> who's now talking to them in a foreign accent and what she thinks is their accent mm-hmm. she continues to follow them and berate them And grabs one of the kids and says she's going to take that kid to a hotel. So the mother reacts as any mother on earth would be and punches Lindsay Lohan in the face. I need to watch this. It's it's a long thing. I didn't watch the whole thing. I read the synopsis and then I watched just skipping through to see like this is the calm exchange. This is the accent. This is chasing, and this is the post hit where she's just like, oh. <laughs> I just gave a little snort. It's so like she went from doing trying to do something legitimately nice sure. to going way trying weird. Trying to do something and, legitimately nice on a live stream. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that while everybody was seeing how nice she uh-huh. was for sure. Yeah, that's sure. a good point. Uh, but but it's hard which to, is probably which probably escalated things to the. No, I'm on a live stream right now. You're fucking doing this. Yeah. I'm nice, you fucking asshole. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. Try to do what you think is best for your family, <laughs> not accept things that you're also kind of wondering if there's going to be strings attached from mm-hmm. this random person. Uh, so it was kind of awesome. Like the craziness of that thing. Like you could never write that and expect that to happen. That's fantastic. And it's incredible. I know what I'm going to do when I get home. Yeah. Um, we did our we did our escape room thing. How, how did you feel about that? Did you have fun? I did. Uh, spoiler alert, we didn't. We did two. We didn't clear either one. But we got to the final clue on both. Yes. 
So we got to the end. Yes. And I have a question for you. Okay. Is this going to, are you questioning, are you going to question my performance right now? No. Okay. I still, I tried to ask about 12 times. Okay. And I never got a sufficient answer. Okay. How the fuck did Ryan do that directional lock? I don't know. Because he just, that was a savant moment. <laughs> oh, that he a hundred percent shined at that point. Yeah. Like there's this there it, there were several there were a couple directional locks and some of them was like, Oh, okay, we should okay, it's a clock, boom, this is it. Okay, boom, got it. This one we couldn't find any clues anywhere. Uh and so he was just like like his answer legitimately was that's the type of lock I use on my locker. At the gym, <laughs> which I never go to. Like, okay, that's not an answer. That might be a thing. I told you he was going to be our superpower, man. <laughs> He's our savant, man. Saxophone Ryan coming through. I really do. F- I feel and it's it's probably not fair. It's probably because we didn't win that I like I'm going through the things that I'm blaming the room for not winning. Uh-huh. But the one specifically that really legitimately bothers me is... In this room, the whole point is you're not supposed to do anything physical. You're not supposed to try to pry anything. You're not supposed to take anything apart, right? Sure. And this one room, literally, they gave you a tiny screwdriver that you used to pick a lock. That was the right answer. Yeah. That is bullshit to me. That that was. Yeah. I don't like that one. I did that, not. I didn't want to break the lock. Yeah, and it doesn't. I, I seriously took the screwdriver, put it in there. I did that after you, and you're like, I already did that, and yeah. I'm like, that's fine. I respect that you did that. Uh-huh. I'm still going to try to do it. Right. Because if you think like that, then it's like, okay, I'll put it in here and it'll just pop open. Yes, exactly. That's what you're expecting. Correct. Like, oh, I just, I didn't think, no, you're supposed to fucking jam it in there and wiggle it around until yeah. something probably snaps and it comes open. Which is exactly what you're not supposed to do in those rooms. I yeah. didn't like that. I, yeah. I really, that really bothers me. The rest of the stuff that I might have a problem with, I probably wouldn't have a problem with if we would have put it together faster. Right. So I'm, I'm putting that on us. That one really bothers me. Mm-hmm. That one legitimately bothers me that that's not what you're supposed to do. Right. So. And then, you know, the actual lock not working on the other one. Yes, that bothered me too. Cause but to be fair, we didn't we didn't have the right answer. But had we had the right answer, uh, it would have wouldn't it would have not worked oh i was yes that's true i was even talking about the other lock that physically ben had to wrestle with forever because we kept saying it has to be for this one underneath the cash register he tried it gave up because it didn't work i tried it gave up and didn't work and he went back to it so we lost four or five minutes that one is oh that one is still fair because it's a style of lock where i don't know you need to hold down the button in the back like that says it's that's questionable. It's still fair. It's not. It's not the screwdriver. It's not the it's screwdriver not level thing. Correct. The, the thing we were supposed to do was broken. Yes. Which are both. I I feel like unfair. Yes. I agree. Uh, but yeah. But it seems, it sounds like we're we're gonna try again this week, right? Yeah. I I want to try to figure out a way too. Yeah. So, I. Uh, Obviously not the same room since no, we know how to do them now. No. That's but. what I heard people do that like on dates, and it's kind of genius. You go do it once, and then yeah. you can go with your date. And then she'll just be like, oh, my God, you're so good at this escape room. Let me suck your dick. Real panty dropper. <laughs> I tried to get my wife to go, and she was like, meh. No, thanks. Yeah. Uh, I asked Marianne, and I'm thinking that she would immediately say no. Mm-hmm. She instead was fascinated uh, by 
you wanting to do more because you just recently lost, thinking that you were trying to like prove something. I don't think it's and that then at all. never gave an answer, yes or no. Mm-mm. So I mean, I, I wanted to I do don't more. Know if she's in or not? Yeah, I wanted to do more when we passed. Like I feel like it's. I love. I, I love town, them, and I, I think they're yeah, fun. I love them. Uh, I really do. Like even. It sucks that there's never a vindication for those because once you lose them, you lose them because you can't yeah. go back and do them. You can, but you don't. No, you don't it's feel not. Feel like you no, did. no. You'd be do if you you would be lying to yourself and everyone else if you went back to do them. It's yeah. a one shot deal for all of those. Exactly. So, yeah, I I really do enjoy them. I'm a little nervous about some of the others in town, like the one that there's the we we're talking about with the Groupon. Mm-hmm. Like I just saw a picture and it looked like there was a poster on the wall. So I'm nervous that it's going to be just a whole lot more locks as opposed to like the immersive ones where things move and walls pop open and stuff. Mm-hmm. But well, I mean, to be fair, you were in Austin, Texas. It's a big. Cool well, no, I city. mean, even even the one we just did, I feel like was was good. I feel like it was pretty immersive. Being there was, handcuffed at the beginning, I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. But you had walls that opened. You had yeah, things like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm just a little nervous that. Uh, like Ben was telling me about one where like the the room was kind of in ruins and like there were like outlets that were popped open and stuff and they were telling them like don't mess with this outlet like the wires are hanging out like you'll get shocked if you touch this outlet that's not part of the game how what yeah i'm just imagining like this shitty thing that that seems like OSHA? Yeah. Come for on. Sure. Help mm-hmm. over there. Yep. Wherever that is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, I've never been to one that's really disappointing. I've been to a few, but uh, yeah, I'm in, man. Like, I've been I've been fantasizing about, like, taking a trip. Like, there's got, like Chicago's got to have a bunch of good ones. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to go there and spend just a Saturday. And just go to all, all day. We'll just go to these kick-ass ones all day on a Saturday. That would be cool. Yeah. So, uh, John dies at the end? John dies at the end. Synopsis. Which I always want to say John dies in the end. And I realized today, I don't think I'm, I think I'm bad with prepositions. I, I think I always use the wrong preposition for things. Anyway. I think you might be into something there. John dies at the end. <laughs> Come on, that was hilarious. I made a bad preposition phrase. I got it. To, that was great. Uh-huh. I think that was gold. Okay. I'm going to put that on our next postcard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the next time we make one of those. <laughs> right next to Human Wins Chili Kickoff. <laughs> I still That's still golden to me. Uh, today, my wife was getting ready to go to the store. and She's like, all right, what do we... What do we need? We need blah, 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 blah. We need cumin, chicken. And my five-year-old was like, human chicken? You're buying human chicken? Like, and he, we had to con- spend the longest time convincing him that we weren't going to buy, <laughs> which I think he's just taking to mean human meat. Yeah. Right? And he was like, no, I heard you say human chicken. <laughs> uh, and I think we finally got him to realize that human is a thing yeah and chicken is a thing mm-hmm. that there should have been a comma between there you could have talked to your other son about coming I... <laughs> john dies at the end synopsis 
uh, Jenna is the end is about a a group, two people, a guy, <laughs> a group of two people. Okay, <laughs> I mean it's about a guy, but he has a friend, and that kind of he, the I don't know. It's about a dude who has like weird powers because he takes some weird drug. Uh, and also there's like interdimensional weirdness. Mm-hmm. True. S- overall thoughts. Uh, better than Phantasm. Okay. Uh, Marianne did not think so. She walked out after about 10 minutes. Okay. She walked out when uh, the the band started playing. Okay. And she just got up and left and I was like, S- are, you, are you going to the bathroom or are you done? She's like, I'm fucking done. It's like, okay. I kind of enjoyed the band. All right, I guess I'm going to talk about the band now. Yeah. Because the band was fucking terrible but that was exactly the right kind of yes exactly like they're just like hair 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 (laughs) like i love the fact that he was like i once knew a man i'm lying one two three four (laughs) i don't know why i liked that uh yes it was i loved the band of this movie that's that's i guess all i want to say Okay, so it starts off with a dude in a Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, it's okay. The movie actually starts off with this thing about an axe. Yes, which is not an axe; it's actually a hatchet. It is a hatchet. But the whole thing is just this weird, joking, prolonged Theseus's ship reference. Yes. Do, are you familiar with Theseus's ship? It's exactly the the axe hatchet thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, why is that in a movie? So the short answer is, is because it's in the book. So the book is, this is the first third, the movie is like the first third of the book and it just keeps going to the point where the book, because there's no rules, anything can fucking happen. Okay. It almost stopped being enjoyable to me. The book did. Is this like, was this a popular book or? Uh, it's Yeah, it's pretty popular. Okay. Um, pretty popular. It's got two sequels so far uh, by the same author. Um, I have a question. Okay. Does John die at the end of the book? No. Because he does not die at the end of the movie. <laughs> no. no. Uh, yeah, like I said, there's two other books. So, uh, where was he I going He dies in this? the movie. So, where was I going? It's like oh, a third of the way so, in. So, so the, the point, is, and I think I have this problem in general with a lot of, of books, Anything fantastical, including the fantastical Clive Barker, I don't really enjoy because it is fantastical mm-hmm. and there are no rules. Like, it can literally be the end of the movie is just a giant bird comes and spooks, uh, picks up your protagonist and carries them away and everything's fine. That's the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You know that, right? No. It ends with giant eagles taking them away. Are you serious? Yes. 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 Vindicated. That's incredible. I just pulled that J.R. Tolkien shit right out of my ass. I'm so proud of myself. Are you fucking with me? That's no, really how that's it ends. No, that's the end. That's the end of the. That's well. I mean, there are a bunch of. There's a bunch of India after that. But yeah, that's the climax. Is they defeat evil and then they're just Can like, you well, see I the guess we're gonna, I just we're gonna die here. And then giant eagles come and take them away to safety. Uh, oh my god. Maybe there's part of me that had heard that, and that's where I, but I swear to God, I had no conscious idea of that. Yeah. But I feel like that totally just justifies my point. That 100% just proved my point that that was the most absurd thing I could come up with. And then that's the end of the most popular fantasy books of all time. Mm hmm. 
there's no rules. That's why I have a problem with the fantasy stuff is because there, I'm so I'm, I'm, I'm euphoric right now. This is incredible. Your weird prejudices are like coming to fruition. Yes, exactly. They're seem, justified. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you have just you have just seen a black man simultaneously eating fried chicken and watermelon. That is what has just happened right now. You went racial. I was going to make a Brett Kavanaugh joke, but we were on the same wavelength again here. Look at us. (laughs) Apparently me on cold medicine is just you, but maybe slightly less asshole. Slightly. I like that. We were on the, on the same page. So, so that's why I have a problem with the book is, is just like, it might be engaging and it's the same thing as greasy strangler. Like I really enjoy individual scenes in the book and even in, in John dies at the end. Yeah. But, but when I start putting them onto the other, it just like absurdity on top of absurdity on top of absurdity starts meaning nothing to me. Yeah. I mean, you're wrong about greasy strangler. It's still good, but, but you get my, you get yeah. my thesis, right? Right. Um, and that's the problem that I had with the book. And that uh, definitely, to a degree, I have with the movie. Okay. Um, yeah. So we get we get the 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 philosophical question at the beginning of the movie. Right. So question: Is that the same X? Uh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought we were going to solve this field. This, the, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. The point. I. I mean. The whole point of it is you could take once you replace everything. You could take the entire old one and reconstruct it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like, the same thing with the human body, right? Like, you regenerate every seven years. Yeah, I was going to go with, like, a worm. You slice a worm in half, and it becomes two worms. Mm-hmm. But they're genetically identical. They're both the same worm, but they're two different worms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then we get David Wong, mm-hmm. also the author of the book. Okay. Uh, I don't think this is an autobiography. <laughs> I would hope not. Not 100%. I don't think so. And he sits down with Paul Giamatti, who's a reporter. He's going to be telling him everything that's going on with soy sauce, which is this crazy drug that's on the streets right now, and everything that's that's been going on with, with David Wong, right? Yeah, who is a white man. Who is a white man. Uh, who changed which his name. I enjoyed the fact that they were like, that he was like, yeah, I'm white and, and my name's David Wong because... I chose that because it's literally the most common name in the world. You know that's David Wong from Cracked, right? Who is a white man that changed his name because it's the most popular name. No idea. It's the guy that started Cracked, wrote the book, John Dies at the End. Okay. Who is a white man that changed his name to David Wong. Okay. It's crazy. No idea. Yep. You do now, though. You do have an idea now. Yeah. Okay. So. Why did he do that? Because we're talking about it now. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. For the lulls. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know about Lost Prophets? This is going to get dark. Lost Prophets? Yes. It sounds familiar. Lost Prophets was, might still be a band, and their lead singer, it's one word, Lost Prophets, Okay. all lowercase, their lead singer was arrested for child pornography and worse. Like, he was convincing his fans to film them doing things to their children like via webcam or whatever for him that's fucked up uh and he got arrested and like they actually said like the password to one of his computers was i fuck kids 
that was his password. You know, at least he's leaning into it. And uh, like at one point during, he's in jail for this, and he said to somebody or in a interview or whatever, I did it for the lulls. So now anytime I hear somebody say that, my mind goes to that. And I'm just like, like you didn't mean anything by that, but you just accidentally brought me back to that point where it just like crushed my soul and made me so upset and angry and mad and then sympathetic for the rest of his band because this is the lead singer, right? Mm -hmm. Who They're pretty popular and they're like, all right, we're on this popular band. Oh my God, this guy that we've been touring with is a piece of shit. Yeah. So they like, had this huge press statement where they're like basically like okay we thought we knew this guy fuck him yeah. six ways to sunday fuck this guy <laughs> goodbye are they now six ways to sunday <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh yeah th- that just fucking re and i've said before like i have this problem where i hear something like a story like that and i can't mm-hmm. get it out of my head i've obviously you've heard what i've said i've not lost it out of my head right and i hear somebody say something like that and it just brings it back to me so Usually when people say that, just like angry teenagers who take down like PlayStation Network or something. Yeah. But but that's like even more disgusting that like that was his response to something so. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. So I'm glad I could bring this to a grinding stop. You want to talk about suicide again to bring up the levity? John <laughs> <laughs> uh, dies at the end. So. Uh, Paul Giamatti, who's wonderful in everything. Has, oh, yeah. Has Paul Giamatti been bad in anything? He may have been in bad movies. He's been in a lot of bad movies. But has he been bad in anything? I don't know. He's great. He is the non-heroine Philip Seymour Hoffman. Not that they could replace each other, but mm-hmm. just like they are both fantastic with everything that they did. Yes. Except for dosage of heroin. Sure. <laughs> That's still pisses me. He was like my favorite actor of all time. He's so good. Sober for 20 years. I didn't hear that part. Yeah, he was like, uh, so Patch Adams, he was still on heroin, I guess. And I guess like kind of throughout that is kind of when he started the road to recovery. Clean and sober for 20 years. And just like, I guess, picks it back up again. And yeah. Was that his first time? After I don't coming think back? so, but I think it was very shortly after he started again that he OD'd. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, Bill Cosby's in jail. Yeah, that's crazy. Just that we live in a world where Bill Cosby's in jail. Mm-hmm. Totally justified. I'm not yes. by, any, by any means. Nobody's no, no, no. saying it's no, not. No, no. Yeah. Because uh, he's fuck also him. a monster. Yes, could because fuck him. Yeah. Six ways to Sunday. But it's weird that we live in a world yeah. now where that's happening. He he was America's dad. I know. And if he got released, he could be on the Supreme Court next week. Yeah. Turns out. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. What the fuck is wrong with us? Politics. <laughs> Man. It's not politics. Yeah, it's not. It it's don't be. rape women. Yeah. That doesn't seem like that should be debatable. <laughs> Did you hear him? He's like crying. Like, I like beer. I still like <laughs> Did beer. Did you see the Pulp Fiction edit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was great. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Fuck that guy. God damn it. This is a guy that's supposed to, like, hold his cool during, like, these huge cases, right? And he immediately just starts freaking out. Yeah. Why why do we do this to ourselves? This is supposed to be fun. This isn't. We don't live in a fun world anymore. I know. So sometimes we just have to, you know, even when we're trying to have fun, 
let some of the sadness in mm-hmm. so that we can mix it in with the fun. And maybe the sadness seems a little more fun. I was talking to somebody recently and they were talking about how, like, are the people that were convinced that Barack Obama was like a, a jihadist, have they given up on that? Or are they still expecting him to like pop out anytime and with a bomb strapped to him? I'm, like, I feel like if he is, he has missed his time. He's horrible oh yeah. at timing. Like, <laughs> or he's the best at timing. Like, uh, anyway, John dies at the end. So Paul Giamatti's talking to David Wong, uh, and he describes to him, like, they're kind of paranormal investigators, him and John. Basically, the show friend. Supernatural. Yes. I've never seen Supernatural. It's a good show. I hear that. It's also incredibly overwhelming, the idea to start on a series that's like 15... Yeah, I think Ep- this is their last season. I think it's like season 17 or something. That's so overwhelming, man. Yeah. I and then I watched the first 12-ish. Every time I hear I people talk finish. about it, too, they're like, it's great up until season six, and then seven, eight, nine are really rough, and then it picks back up. And I'm like, I don't want to go in knowing something has like See, I would disagree. 50. I just made yeah, up I those know. numbers. Yeah. But it's different for people because like... I think a lot of people didn't like the fact that they go pretty heavy on, like, Christian mythology, and they wanted more, like, traditional vampires and ghosts and stuff. But I love the Christian mythology part, and I think that was when a lot of people didn't like it as much. And then when they go back into, like, Monster of the Week type stuff, they think it got better or whatever. Did you ever watch X-Files? I did. I, I really was really into X-Files. I don't know that I ever finished because once Mulder left, like, I it's literally kind of where stopped I was. caring. Yeah, that's where I was too. But I always definitely enjoyed the Monster of the Weeks way more than I did the serialized aspect of the alien stuff. But I think that also can kind of be proven if you look at what I really love from what we do with this podcast. It's yeah. like Wishmaster, which is just a fucking monster movie, right? right. Uh, do you uh, ever watch House? I've watched a few episodes, yeah. I think that did it brilliantly because there's something about my brain that I just love procedural shows. Like, I'll, I'll watch, like, SVU and all that stuff. I'm not, like, hooked on them or anything. But if they're on, I can totally watch them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what I loved about House is House was a great, you know, it was, like, 20 episodes a season. And every season had its arc. But the season arc never got in the way of just every single, like there was procedural every single episode. And some were a little heavier on story and some of them were a little lighter. But like it never seemed to get in the way of the procedural. And I enjoyed that. I, I As a general rule, I don't like the procedural stuff because it feels so disposable to me. Maybe that's why I but, like but, it. Uh, but that's what it's for. Like it, it's, it's just a matter of like I like this food. I don't like this food. We can't yeah. disagree. You know, it's, it's like every episode is a small little puzzle. Yeah. And so I just get to see if I can figure it out. Sure. Um, With all my immense medical knowledge. <laughs> uh, my wife and I finished under arrest. We're done with it. And it was a very sad day for us. It was a very sad day. <laughs> Did it ever go darker? Um, there was, yeah, there was a couple of, of like hit and runs that the people died. So you'd see a hand sticking out from underneath it. Yeah. Uh, and there was one where they responded because a homeless man used a aluminum can to cut his testicles off and they held up one of the testicles ah! and then they went to like this hilarious ah! drunk guy. Like I'm telling you, it is the Fuck. most, 
It's the most infuriating show. I we are both so upset <laughs> that it's over right now. Like we found ourselves researching the like we had our favorite guy, like our favorite cop, uh-huh. and we're Facebook looking for him and stuff. And we're like, I want a friend request him. Oh, he hasn't been active since 2014. He's not going to be on to accept our friend request. Okay, so a couple of my internet friends. Well, I mean, they're like a couple of my friends in real life who were like super into the internet. Uh, they enjoy a thing that uh, is called 50-50, right? And that kind of sounds like what that show is, so maybe this is something you'll enjoy and you can you can look it up. 50-50 says, uh, there's a, you know, you'll click on a post and it'll be like, there's a 50% chance that uh, you click on this link and it's cute kittens. And then there's a 50% chance that it's a dead body. No, no. I or can't. it's a 50% mm-hmm. chance that it's like weird surgery or something. No. There's and no. so there's just something that they find fun in the thrill of being able to, to click see, on it. See, no. So for us, I would remake that show with none of that stuff. It's literally half a dozen times to something so really. So you cops? Yes. I mean, but 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 here's the the reason this is so great is because it's non-linear. It literally goes from like 1988 to 2010. Did that stay all the way to the end where it would cut. It would, yes, and it is bizarre. And then it, it even more so than cops. It wouldn't give you any context. And then you you just every episode you find yourself wanting to find out where these people are now. Like how many of these people are running completely normal lives right now and they just happen to be recorded on the worst day of their life where they were drunkenly got into an argument on the street and got arrested yeah. in toronto right and now yeah. they're a they're a, a pediatrician right that, that's that got to be a thing yeah. like somebody t- somebody out there is watching it and then they see their pediatrician get arrested on under arrest <laughs> 22 years ago <laughs> like, that's the thing that had to have happened sure uh have you ever told you my favorite episode of cops ever i don't think my so. favorite arrest story i have my least favorite episode okay you go ahead so my favorite ever it, it was it's uh dom- it was a uh, domestic disturbance or something whatever i don't know what it was called but it was two neighbors who were yelling at each other and uh i don't know one of them was yelling like it's my birthday blah 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 and everything <laughs> and they were just yelling and the cop gets there it's like you guys have just go inside and don't yell at each other it's a very simple solution. And they were like, how about no? We'll just yell over you. <laughs> and so they're just yelling at each other. And the cop's just like, I can't do anything. So like, one of them goes inside. And he's like, well, I'm glad that that seems to have been over. I'm going to turn to you who is not inside and uh, you know, talk to you about maybe not doing this in the future. Lady comes out with a handful of birthday cake and throws it at the neighbor. <laughs> and then she gets arrested for assault. Because sure. technically that's yeah, assault. it is. She threw birthday cake at her neighbor in front of a cop and got arrested for assault. And it was great. So that is a wonderful story. If you enjoy that, you have to watch under... That is every episode, bro. That's what I'm telling you. Like, ninety. imagine 95% that. Sheer hilarity. <laughs> And then fucking a dangling feet. Yes. God damn it. Why would you put dangling feet? Like I get it. You this. Remember you talked about killing your darlings. You got to kill your darlings. Yes. That is 
a huge deal. Yeah. That could be very cinematic. It was filmed well. I get you did your great job, cameraman. That is not the show we're making. We got to leave it on the cutting room floor. Do not put that on there. Or like this is the episode where we go for a Pulitzer. So we've got drunk Jimmy who uh, sings this little tune. We've got dangling feet. And then we go straight in to Samurai Sword Guy. Yes. I'm telling you, you got you got to give you and Marianne give it a three episode shot. That's one hour of your night and, and see what you think about this. All right. Um, we, re- we really and we're really disappointed. We just started a new a new show called L.A. Cops, which looks like it was filmed in the mid 90s. Um, it was filmed in the mid 90s. Like literally they pull up one day and Brad Pitt's standing outside smoking a cigarette and they're talking <laughs> to Brad Pitt. Like uh, Thelma and Louise era Brad Pitt? A hundred percent, yeah. All right. And uh, so we're watching, but it's, the show is more, it's better made um, in that that's kind of like they're following these police officers, uh-huh. which would be when you could get by putting in the suicide, right? Like, because it, you're watching these two partners bicker a little bit, like, He always wants to drive, but he drives too slow. Like, so you're getting to know the police officers, right? Okay. So I'm fine watching them talk to Brad Pitt and then be like, holy shit, we got to go to a murder scene. That makes sense. That makes sense in context of what the show is, right? You're trying to follow and learn about these cops. Under Arrest is just fucking off the wall, next level stuff. All right. Can I tell you my saddest episode of Cops? Sure, go for it. So... Uh, wait, do, are we needing a commercial break or anything? Are we okay here? Okay. My producer's telling me we're fine. So. Whatever happened to our writers? <laughs> they got lazy mm. and decided that the bit wasn't getting enough traction. <laughs> uh, so there was these two, the skinniest it's, it's uh fuck. What's his name? It's like bing bong Johansson. Uh, <laughs> What? Old black man. Bing bong Johansson? <laughs> he was in Maniac Cop? No, he wasn't in Maniac Cop. Uh, Danny Glover. No. He's got a name more like Bing bong. <laughs> uh, it's like a jazz name. <laughs> like, he's in... Uh, He's in the <laughs> No, it's not. He's in the Shining. He's an old black guy. I think he's got a chest. <laughs> no, <name>. no. <laughs> it's like Scat or Bobat. Uh Scatman Crothers? Yes, that's it. Scatman Crothers. <laughs> Tell me that's not a jazz name. <laughs> it definitely isn't Big <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just took more cold medicine. I can't deal with this. So, so anyway, so imagine Big Monk Johansson on the streets of some major city, and the cops pull up to him, super nice, and he's not even necessarily doing anything. He's just like sitting on the sidewalk, and they're like, "Hey, Big Monk." <laughs> uh, we loved you, <laughs> <in> The Shining, <laughs> Bing Bong. 
so big monk how you doing tonight and he's like oh i'm okay and he's obviously there's some some mental capacity problems with this fella um and they're so talking so you're just <laughs> the whole bing bong thing you're not actually trying to talk about scatman crothers you're just trying to talk about an old black man <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that physically he looks like Scatman Crothers. That's what I'm saying to get the full visual. <laughs> That's why. To get the full visual, he looks like Big Bong Johansson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure this is great for our listeners. <laughs> Half an hour around just uh, laughing. I really can't tell if this is incredible or terrible. I really don't know which one it is. For me right now, it's great. Anyway, so they pull up to him, <laughs> and they're like, "What's going on?" And they're they're really cool and they're sympathetic and everything. And he's not doing anything. And they ask him if he ate today and everything, right? And then they were saying like they know who he is. He lives on the streets, and all he does every day is he just huffs spray paint from the moment he wakes up till he goes to bed. All he does is huff spray paint. To the point where he's hardly functional as a human being anymore. That's how and he these, got the shining. And these cops know him to the point where they're like, stop, say, hey, have you eaten today? If not, let's make sure you get something to eat. Don't forget to eat. Yeah. And uh, they were like, where's your bag? And he showed him he has the bag with spray paint and stuff in it. I'm like, show him your elbows. And he shows his elbows. It is elbows were like literally concave because he he would fall so much on the sidewalk and stuff uh. that they were just there was no skin and it the bone was just ground down just imagine how many times you would have to fall to sandpaper your elbows to the point that they would be concave and it was like the saddest thing ever it was just heartbreaking and you could see like with the cops like the cops were sympathetic and they that's all they can do is make sure he ate that day you know what i mean yeah that was my least favorite cops episode. That I'm glad way, I could bring us down. The end See? of that was way less funny than the beginning. <laughs> we we have some we have to strike a balance with our life, right? I guess. <laughs> uh. So, yeah. So John dies at the end. So, so we're literally 30 seconds into this movie right so now. So they're they're paranormal investigators, right? And they yeah. go. And they end up, John, uh, David gets John, they go to this place, and there's a meat monster that shows up, right? There's a lady made of snakes. Okay, very important detail. Yes. John sees her as a tall blonde lady, Mm -hmm. and David sees her as a short brunette lady. Correct. They realize that- Remember that. It's important later. They realize what you don't need to remember is that she turns into like a 33 snakes turns into 33 snakes. Uh, this is my favorite moment by far in the movie. Favorite moment turns into 33. Really? Uh, this is your favorite moment. Uh, this is my happy thought. Not even joking. This is the best thing that I saw in forever that they turn into snakes. He runs up, he goes to get out of the basement and the door handle turns into a dick and he grabs the dick and turns around and says, this door cannot be opened. Your happy thought is a giant dick knob. It's a dick knob. It's, it's not even, knob. it's not the dick knob. 
it's in in Britain it's a knob knob. It's that he immediately gives up on that door. There's no way that you can maybe if you do tug on it, it's going to open. Maybe you could bash your way through it. He immediately says this door cannot be opened. We have to eliminate this as a possibility from <laughs> opening this door because it has a dick doorknob. And his moment of sheer panic when he actually grabbed the dick. When I met John Gascarelli, I told him that that was my happy thought. I literally recorded that and I had it on my phone. So every once in a while, I just pull it out and watch it and just giggle. And that's what he wrote on my John Dies at the End poster is this door cannot be opened. And uh, I still think that's true. That is by far my the best moment of this movie. I love it so much. All right, then. You didn't have the appreciation for it, apparently, that I did? Uh, I'm. It's it's not my happy thought. It is my happy thought for sure. That's fine. Don Coscarelli was telling, was saying like they had so much debates about like how much jiggle to give the dick, like when it flopped down <laughs> and stuff like they see said, like I spent like a week, like more jiggle, less jiggle of like the floppiness of the cock when it bounced. It's like boob physics in video games. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be the most important aspect of what they do. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a franchise of games called DOA dead or alive. And they're fighting games that usually are just have a bunch of big boob females whose boobs just jiggle completely uncontrollably. And so every year, whenever the or every new game, everybody wants to know is what are the what are the boob jiggle physics? <laughs> and you know what? They innovate every year. Yeah. Every, every time they innovate, there's more boob jiggle. There's less boob jiggle. Uh, it it's more up and down and this time they added side to side Mm -hmm. there's always something new to discover with the boob jiggle physics did you say jizzle almost i I, jiggle physics jizzle my nizzle i'm almost out of notes now because basically just a crazy much of crazy shit happens. crazy shit happens uh john doesn't die at the end he dies like 20 minutes in Mm mm-hmm then later he's alive again because he was inside a dog and now he's outside of that dog. Mm-hmm. Dog kills itself to save multiple dimensions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Giamatti calls himself the N-word. <laughs> so Phantasm had the it's all a dream ending. Mm-hmm. This one is the like... Kind of, the, it's an alternative to the it was all a dream ending, which is like everything you know is wrong ending, mm-hmm. which is basically the it it's, was all it's a dream basically ending. there are no rules. They can both be categorized as there are no rule. Endings. Sure, mm-hmm. everything you've just seen doesn't matter. Correct. Yeah. So, b- brilliant director. <laughs> uh it, they really are the same kind of idea, right? Like that's that's why I put them together is because it is. You can do any fucking thing you want in both of these movies. Okay, I have a question for you. Okay. The first thing that he does, that David Wong does to impress Paul Giamatti, is tell him that he has eighty three cents in his front pocket, mm-hmm. three quarters, a nickel, and three pennies, with the years I think it was nineteen eighty seven, nineteen ninety three, and nineteen ninety nine. Okay. On them. And he pulls him out, and he's like, you're right. that." But, like, later he's skeptical, like, oh, you could have slipped those in, uh, and all this other stuff. Turns out he's a fucking ghost, so what the fuck is up with that 83 cents? 
Well, he didn't. He's a ghost who's not actually wearing the clothes that he's wearing because he's not who but he David, thinks he is. But David, because he thinks he's wearing something completely different because he looks completely different. He's wearing. But David Wong clothes. created him. But David Wong created him. So David Wong could implant that stuff in his stuff, right? It's whatever narrative David Wong in his head wants it to be, because David Wong is fooling himself by creating that, right? I guess that I guess that makes more sense than I thought it did. Why does he disappear? Because David Wong realizes that he's not real and thus needs to disappear. But he doesn't disappear until like he accepts it. I don't know. But Whatever. I think it's I think it's all up to date. There's no rules here. We just we, just, we talked a lot about Phantasm. We didn't talk about this movie that much. Yep. I would watch this movie twenty times before I'd watch Phantasm. Again. See, I think that I have to go with Phantasm based on. I would watch the scene with the sphere shitting out that guy's brain over and over again, <laughs> just for an hour and thirty but minute loop. Anything else? No, thank you. Okay. That's fair, I guess. Uh, anything else we missed from John Dies at the End? Because we w- it's basically just random shit is all the, the story of amounts to. It's kind of charming. Uh, I guess it's internally consistent. It's bonkers. Uh, there's lots of boobs, but I appreciate that they're not all like nice boobs. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that they're like normal people. They're human boobs. Yeah, and randomly a couple fat guys. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Next week? Next week. First movie. Uh, the classic movie collection, Howard Hawks production, The Thing from Another World, and then random Chinese characters. Uh, starring James Arness as The Thing. So, this is a movie that we've actually watched on this show before. When we watched Halloween. We did. So, we've seen about 12 seconds of it. So, it's like two complete scenes from Phantasm. What do you know about this movie? So, uh... It's based on a book, right? It is. That's ba- yeah, yeah. It's, it's based on who, a book. Who goes there? And basically, it's the fifties, so they didn't have the balls to do the book, so they kind of did the book. Okay. But they didn't do the book. Okay. So what are we gonna see? Uh, I think it's basically like Frankenstein or like uh, the thing from the other world or something like that it's basically just a monster movie but it happens to take place in like the south pole or north okay. pole or something good uh so you know what what another movie is going to be here i'm assuming okay when was the last time you watched john carpenter's the thing uh maybe two years ago okay so how fresh do you think it is in your head uh pretty fresh yeah i'm still gonna do this okay second movie oh uh, no don't you dare what okay what? What? Second movie.
this? Which one is this? This is the, are you doing this? What? What are you asking me? It's the 2011 the thing. Ugh. Really? What? Okay. Here's what I know about this movie. I have not seen it. Okay. It's a prequel that okay. no one asked for. Okay. They did it completely with or almost Well, if you already know it's a prequel, then you can do this one second and that one third. I don't care. Do whatever you want. Fuck you. Can I continue my rant? Go ahead. I know that it's a prequel mm-hmm. that nobody asked for mm-hmm. because nobody cares about what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, they fetishize, like, how did that axe get there? Here's the story about how that axe got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was done almost completely with practical effects. Mm-hmm. And then the studio made them CGI over it. It's true. And it looks terrible. That's true. Uh, and I hate you for making me watch it. Good. And then the third movie is John Carpenter's A Thing, which I think is its probably in my top five favorite movies of all time. Uh, and I think is maybe... I'm going to say... I'm, I'm going to do the thing where it's like... I don't have a huge knowledge of the genre, even though, like, you know, we've done nearly 100 episodes here. Actually, we've done over 100 episodes, just not regular episodes. But it's either The Thing or The Exorcist that I think is the best horror movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, I or not, not maybe obviously, but this I enjoy a lot more than The Exorcist. Uh, but yeah, John Carpenter's The Thing, fucking classic for a reason. Good. Uh, it is great. Justin, what else you got for us? I need more cold medicine. <laughs> <laughs>